Today we have a very special podcast because I'm not talking about some movie that just came out. I'm not talking about any Disney or Marvel crap that's come out recently. I'm not talking about some obscure film that like five of you have probably seen. We're talking about The Boys today, baby. A show that I phenomenally have fallen in love with. That it's been out probably more than that because I guess the pandemic kind of slowed down production on it. But I'm in love with the show. I've always liked the boys. I have not read many of the comics, but the few that I have has made me kind of fall in love with it a little bit more. I'm kind of a big fan of this show, and Amazon usually doesn't strike gold in many show departments, so I'm glad that this one kind of did. It's had some staying power. I've still made sure that I check it out every season when it premieres. I adore the boys this podcast i needed to handpick someone that adored the boys as much as me somebody that i know loves the boys that can talk about it with me that i know either share some similar feelings with me on it or maybe we'll just differ and so i brought back an old friend as you recall i interviewed him at one point on this podcast and during that interview basically bullied the shit out of each other he kept calling me a stupid <laughs> fucking baby no <laughs> So without further ado, Prom is back today to talk about The Boys Season 3. So Prom, would you uh, would you, would you you care to give yourself a little WWE-style intro? So basically, weighing in at like 255 pounds, <laughs> riding in on my scooter that I ride through the aisles of the Walmart, I have fucking finished each season of The Boys. I watched like seasons, I watched it over like twice already by now because fucking Christ, like... Uh, I am, I, yeah, I was fucking, I am obsessed with this fucking show. This is absolutely fantastic. I've never, I've never been so fucking invested in, like, a show before, weirdly enough. I don't usually watch a lot of TV and just, like, streaming service, but, like, God, fucking, I just love this goddamn show. It is everything feels just so right about it i fucking love it i know this this is a great show between like this and better call saul these are two shows that i who every week a new episode was dropping versus like when i watched all the disney plus shit like moon knight or the obi-wan show where i was just like i could not give a flying fuck and i just kept like i just kept like piling up fucking episodes week by week because i was just getting fucking bored with the content so this shit is a breath of fresh air and so is better call saul compared to most shit that i've watched recently i was gonna do a kenobi podcast but i'm not even fucking kidding you i forgot about half the show and i didn't have any energy to go back and rewatch it podcast so I, I'm not even gonna fucking bother with it, but you, with this shit, I did go back and rewatch it. So you don't remember the part where Obi Wan Kenobi's actor uh, abandons his family for some fucking hot like sitch, <laughs> for some, uh, <laughs> some wicked hot slash, and fucking <laughs> leaves him stranded on a uh, looks at writing on hand taboo. And <laughs> taboo. Uh, I do, I do recall that uh, the whole like premise of the Obi Wan show is like Bail Organo goes, "Hey, you need but what about Luke?" He's like, "Oh, fuck that kid! Why don't you go rescue Leia?" And so Luke gets left on the desert and is nearly murdered as a direct <laughs> consequence of Obi Wan leaving him. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but but we're we're here to we're here to talk about a show that brings us joy. The boys, um, like you said, I I adore this show. I think it's very phenomenal. I look forward to the episodes week by week. Uh, season one is amazing. I don't think that first season gets enough credit for what it was able to do because it's realistic superheroes. Basically, like what if actual superheroes existed in society? And I think the great thing about it is not all of them are great human beings. They're basically like narcissistic assholes because you had like what the first season the D. 
Deep literally makes Starlight blow him. And Homelander was like going around just killing whoever basically and Vought would cover it up. And Maeve was kind of a slave to the company and she didn't have any way of getting out of it. A-Train was basically exploited to the point until his heart couldn't keep going anymore. Basically, like, it shows how fucked up these people are and like how real be if they just basically had a safety yep. season is <laughs> great too um a lot of people say they don't enjoy the middle chunk of season two but i do i personally think they do some great character stuff there plus the fucking season finale of that shit is damn good it's kind of the same with this season i i enjoyed the fuck out of it it does a lot of great things um the finale is definitely not as big as season twos which a lot of people keep going on about but i think it's effective for what it is but uh, Prime, what, what are your thoughts on each season of The Boys so far? Season one, like, it's... Season one does such a good job, like... Because one of the things that a lot of people, just from an outsider's point of view, whenever you talk about, like, The Boys and, like, the what it's about as a concept and, like, where it came from, like, you know, Garth Ennis's comics and the adaptation of it all, a lot of people are understandably kind of like maybe skewed off a bit but because of the whole evil evil superman shtick and you know it's like that's understandable but that's honestly some of the like even i'd say at least as far as the show goes some of like the least interesting stuff that happens there's like a whole world to it and i think the show does a fantastic job of like actually introducing not only just oh this is an evil superman and this is his evil super team of like just assholes it, it does a fantastic job of showing how fucking how the world how this like version of america and just the world at large has come to like like has come to adapt around superheroes and come to mm-hmm. rely on them and like how how uh how uh how perfectly like nightmarish the like corporatizing and the 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 fucking selling and advertising of all the superheroes and all of their talents are like making everyday people feel even more small because not only do they not stand a chance against these people physically, but, like, damn, they can't even fucking sue them. They can't even, like, get compensation for, like, a family member that they fucking ran A-Train through. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, I kind of... That a little bit, because um, when I was watching... Uh, what was it? Season... I was watching season two, I think, and there's a there's a certain point in that season to where, um, what character was it? It might have been Maeve. Yeah, well, like being exploited in the show or something like that, um, because her character is, I think, gay. Like she comes out as gay in season two, and Vought's just quick to be like, "Oh, well, let's exploit it. We're gonna turn it into." park merchandise a little bit and they do the same thing in this season too like where there's a literal like the seven theme park and it turns into like they have what like lgbtq turkey legs or something like that like it really shows just the dirty commercialization that like companies get into for stuff like that and then they just do not care at all as time goes on which i think is just hilarious yeah absolutely the fucking like because uh yeah she's fucking bisexual she has that like scene where like she's sleeping with men Mm -hmm. and the fucking like (laughs) ashley comes in and is like hey this isn't even on brand for you you're supposed to be a fucking lesbian dude like and just like hey like be a fucking normal just be normal the entire the, the fucking thesis of the show could be be normal in a way mm-hmm. it's fucking fantastic um i i just love 
how much it characterizes each individual of the seven like and like they're all shitholes and yeah they're oh, all yeah, like, they are. it's not yeah. even just like because a lot of the things with the evil superman stuff is that like a lot of it is expected to have no development it's supposed to be like shallow and just like oh i am the super powerful man and but i am also the bad guy but these are all shitheads these are people that feel real it does a fantastic job at showing like why they would want this like they they're like narcissistic they're detached they fucking feel like superior to every single fucking person and they know that they're financially physically and just completely untouchable by anyone and like hey he you know, if anyone else felt that way, you're understandably gonna maybe try and get away with some shit. And um, I, lo- I absolutely love how much, how how different each member of the seven feels to each other, mm-hmm. all while still just being the same shitty heroes, while still just being just these terrible fucking people, but yeah. all with their own s- distinct way of being just the worst people in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, that all plays basically into this third season where we kind of get like almost the peaks of a lot of the seven because um, what we see this season, which we did not get a lot of Homelander in the past, is that this season basically Homelander knows like I could basically get away with anything because I am just, you know, like I am an evil Superman and like I literally cannot be killed because at the end of season two, they try to hold it over the head of Homelander like, oh, well, we've got this that plane leaving all those people to die. We're going to use it against you. And realistically, I'm like, well, first off, Homelander knows that this is not like enough dirt to keep on him forever to keep him on a leash because at one point as the season goes on he's like go ahead release it but then i'll just go and i'll laser and kill your whole family on that little farm in iowa or i'll just murder (laughs) a bunch of people and get away with it i could literally kill the president and like blow up the white house and stuff like everything like that basically (laughs) and it all comes to a point where you start to realize like homelander kind of is right like nothing can stop him and then the deep has even gone through an arc where he started off as like a really bad sex uh, sex addict and he was uh, having sex with all the different animals in the ocean and then he goes to rehab basically and then is cast out to sandusky ohio to live at cedar point and then he basically like finds god if you will he marries this very clingy woman that he has a relationship with and he tries to like turn himself around with a clean image but he still like sucks as a human Mm-hmm. to fucking any fish he can get his hands on he's still got problems sexually and he can't be pleasured by basically someone that's just like him another human being and there's still definitely parts of him that do feel like he wants to break out into that sex craze that he has a train i feel like is kind of the most tragic because he started off as an asshole right like he straight up kills Huey's girlfriend in the first episode of the series and kind of doesn't give a shit and he doesn't really care because he's like the fastest man alive but his heart has slowly been deteriorating and he knows for a fact like he can't fool ever again or it'll literally stop his heart so a lot of this season is about trying to basically like create his own he starts caring a lot more about like oh i care about the blm movements and stuff and i want to get back to my african roots and all that but like you slowly (laughs) kind of realize like he doesn't care about any of that until blue hawk actually starts murdering people and then he kind of has a reality check and then you almost feel like it's too late for him to do this and you understand why homelander's like dude care like you murdered blue hawk out of like a rage basically but like you're just as terrible as i am and it's kind of interesting to watch like the seven just kind of crumble and the only one i would say 
that kind of feels like he stays consistent is Black Noir. Because Black Noir, um, we do get more character development for him and more backstory this season, but he's still silent and he's dealing with a lot of personal demons, so much so to like, they give him a really interesting twist on his character with like uh, the South Park Christian Christmas animals, basically. (laughs) Um, And I kind of love it. And Maeve too also has a lot of growth here too. But one thing that I love about this season is it sets the president that the seven knows they're slowly deteriorating and things are getting worse and they can't stop themselves. Just all terrible human beings. God, the fucking each yeah each person's development each member of the seven going through like um their own like like how when they're when they're trying to deal with the threat of the boys and trying to like maintain everything as soon as fucking homelander just like ousts all of the like actual like you know like stan edgar and all of the like people who do the actual important work just yeah. seeing like getting the feeling that oh yeah well you're at the helm but you have no fucking clue what you're doing it's such a it's such a fun way to like show weakness in a character that can do fucking basically anything by like showing that like oh yeah um i am so pitifully inexperienced that it is goddamn pathetic and nobody like nobody respects me (laughs) nobody respects any decision that i make everyone is always trying to come behind my back but they all fear me so i'm just on i'm just stuck on the sinking ship of a company stuck with like all these like like homelander sitting like a little baby in like like a lost child on like take your father take your like father mother like take your kid to work day in those little meetings <laughs> and like just threatening to kill them if they don't do like you know their jobs essentially not giving any sort of like fucking guidance what whatsoever um, it's it's so fucking good. It's such something that makes them that makes them feel so much more developed and make, makes them feel so much more like people. And it's uh, it's a it's a place that I think a lot of other like it's a place that a lot of other stories who have the same kind of like uh, asshole evil Superman like wouldn't go. It's a place that like the boys is special in because they would they are the only people who would actually go to the lengths of this and like showing the like that at every single level of incompetence that is affected by fucking homelander and the sevens like sheer unwillingness to change and stubbornness Mm -hmm. but also their complete inability to do anything that isn't just killing people and mercilessly wiping the fucking floor with them yeah and i think that's one thing too like you're talking about in contrast with like the boys themselves i do like this season that they they more or less well they start off working for victoria at the beginning basically like they're tracking down soups that are basically deemed like uh oh they're on the naughty list because they they here at the beginning that they place in a bag of cocaine and shake around um and it seems like they kind of got a good thing going because it looks like the boys are trying to do the right thing they're trying to stop superheroes that have done bad things like bringing them to justice but billy butcher has a lot of vengeance deep down in him this season obviously because one of course his becca died off screen or not off screen but she died basically in the last season and was like promised like you have to take care of ryan and he's still kind of iffy on ryan a little bit because ryan obviously is the product of 
Homelander, and a lot of Billy's vengeance is targeted towards I need to kill Homelander and I need to find a way, which is what leads into a really compelling character arc this season for Billy Butcher to where he's so focused on I've got to find the king, uh, the thing that kills Homelander. I don't care how many people I drag down with me to do it because he exploits Huey a lot this season and kind of molding, uh, molding Huey a little bit into an image of like by the end of the season that Huey doesn't become like him and that he does slowly start to see like the error of his ways and him dragging other people down isn't okay like there's a really great episode I think it's episode 7 where we get like a little introspective backstory into Billy Butcher and his brother that committed suicide and we understand like why Billy sort of became this terrible person and we understand like how him and the traumaticness of his brother led to him just like pushing people away and not really caring and stuff but one thing that I like about this season is a lot of the blood Blind Vengeance of Billy Butcher is also good character writing because we have a lot of characters in superhero media that are like this, that have a vendetta and stuff bars to get that revenge and then once they finally get it it's kind of like their story is done and they have nowhere else to go but with billy butcher it's kind of like you never know if if killing homelander is going to bring him any sort of like true justice because he's so unhinged as the series goes on to where you have no idea what he's going to do next and it's even worse because now he has his hands on that sticky icky <laughs> basically <laughs> um and that sticky icky i'm referring to is compound v and Compound V is basically the cat a lot of the toxic traits of Billy Butcher, and he almost kind of projects a lot of it onto Huey, and he even tries to get other members of the boys to use it at some point, but they're like, no, you don't need this. If we stoop as low as becoming just like the evil soups that we fight, are we no better than them? And Homelander, of course, is like, oh, well, that's shite, basically, to use that logic, but it's true. A lot of what Billy Butcher does this season with stuff like Compound V and going far to get his vengeance and harming others in the way really does show like there are times where Billy's pushing or Billy is pushing them in direction where they are no better than what Homelander is doing. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I I think that one of the best things about that is uh not only the conclu- not really concluded arcs because you know not I guess until the fat lady sings is not really yeah. concluded <laughs> yeah. um anyone's arcs, but like at least unless unless we're talking about like maybe Maeve I'm hoping that Maeve's is pretty concluded now because um uh spoiler alert for the comics but at the fight with Homelander um like in the Vaught Tower has a lot of parallels to what we've seen in the comics where uh Annie Starlight and uh Maeve are trying to get away from Homelander but Maeve stays to fight him and she is no match for him and Mm -hmm. like falls and dies and gets her like head ripped off and like Homelander's chasing her in in Starlight in a pursuit but um I'm I'm really glad that it didn't really go that way in the in the show because I feel like a lot of changes with the show there are so many that are changes from the books that just do so much more in service to the actual plot as opposed to like some of the stuff that happens in the fucking comic book i I think each decision only makes the show that much better than the comic books and one of that one of them was definitely the handling of like mave's character and like how it almost ends basically because after she gets depowered and she's like scarred up and she's still messing her fucking eye and has a broken fucking arm like that one was like a genuine like 
surprise to me because I figured like yeah she would have been dead like that was that was it that was Maeve's death as mm-hmm. done in the show and it was just gonna be you know curtains from there but seeing her like actually be okay and like seeing the like growth of even a character like Ashley who like deletes the footage of her <laughs> being saved by the boys like mm-hmm. and being picked up in, in like that fucking alleyway I was like that that was like a few like I don't usually have moments that this is how in, in fucking invested I am in the show like that was a, a fucking moment where I was like genuinely happy to see like a fictional character like okay and like safe and I was like holy shit like that that it feels fucking amazing uh, especially with like have Maeve like sitting on the sidelines for so much of the of the show like it's a part of her character like to, to a to a good extent of her just mm-hmm. like being so detached from everything that she like is paralyzed by inaction but i feel like not only allowing her to like have the agency to like fight homelander and also still coming out of it unscathed and allowing even for some facet of a happier ending than just dying the way she did in the fucking comic is just so much better so much richer like and like just this feels so much more satisfying and like so much more of a payoff than anything that the comic books edgy shit could have possibly fucking done and um uh that's why i'm so excited for like where future characters who are like you know um more more like more uh plot lines that are show exclusive are going because uh ever since like ever ever since the 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 like twist uh the the denial of the twist of um homelander and uh black noir being mm-hmm. like of the, the whole clone thing fucking like that i felt was like such a like that my personal opinion was just, like that twist was garbage <laughs> like i well, yeah yeah there's some things in this season that i will go over a little bit that i don't think are great because there some people have been like saying that this season ends kind of back at square one i don't necessarily disagree with it but i do think it's a bit of an over exaggeration but i do agree when i saw the twist about like noir knowing about like did you know noir that uh you know you knew about another clone of me and then homelanders result us to basically tear his fucking guts out of his stomach <laughs> um i don't know something about that felt cheap and just kind of like oh okay well homelander was gonna murder him and plus like all the buildup basically that they had to noir going up against soldier boy just kind of felt like well why even build that fucking up if you were just gonna kill him off anyways <laughs> and i know I, like it's supposed to be an inversion thing but even then it still feels really fucking cheap yeah that was the one of the only i was happy that it didn't turn out to be the twist that was um was that like you know he was supposed to be like a clone of homelander mm-hmm. i I feel like I am I am almost up two heads on that whole thing of like like Black Noir trying to like settle his fucking demons and but then being just like completely cut short by fucking Homelander's like impulsiveness and like sociopathy. Mm-hmm. But um I almost I think I like it a little bit more than I don't like it simply because I feel like of all the of all the characters that are in the seven and all the seven members like not that black noir is like the most 
redeemable or like the best person but um of like siding with the lads you know the boys and having like either a potential ally a powerful ally or even having someone who would just be like a nice renegade like third agent i feel like after the whole twist like he was he was meant to basically die in where he was meant to die and like this whole thing of like you know where Maeve was supposed to die but she didn't and i guess the the death ended up being with black noir instead i feel like i feel like it's a it's a shame that we'll never see what um what black noir could have done but i feel like i feel like it's enough of a like good like subversion in the sense of like okay black noir was at least trying to do something right Mm -hmm. and then struck down completely by yes childish like fucking psychopathy and i feel like that was the overall point of like that cold denial of status and like the satisfaction of seeing someone trying to redeem themselves and just like selling the point home that homelander is just fucking nitwit (laughs) (laughs) so that's why i was sort of like i understood i would i would totally understand why people would not like that as an Mm -hmm. ending for black noir but i do sort of feel like the good outweighs the bad for like propping up homelander as a like as this cold fucking just dickhead and like furthering and selling that point home especially knowing the relationship between like homelander and noir being the sort of like detached friendship where the only reason homelander really likes uh black noir is because he just doesn't say shit against him and Mm -hmm. finally like realizing that he was like i think it made perfect sense after just like being like oh yeah he he would have he never he could because like he could have written down hey you have a daddy on a piece of paper you know, like at any fucking point and slipped it to him but of course he, he wasn't gonna do shit because he follows Vought's orders to a fucking t and mm. so like i just felt like it made a little bit more sense to me and uh i still understand the like you know the denial of like uh, uh of more of his arc uh I, I was almost convinced that he wasn't I was almost convinced that they were pulling like another A-Train there because when A-Train died in Herogasm at the end of that episode I was like oh shit is that it like is that is that the end the end because in a way I would almost respect it if it was mm-hmm. but also I would I would you know again understand if people would have been mad if that was the end of A-Train yeah I don't think I get, Black yeah. Noir will be coming back from this one, though. I'm not sure. I really hope not, because it would just feel kind of odd. I yeah. mean, unless their build-up is going to be, oh, he can't fucking die from horrible injuries, which is would just be kind of odd. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I will get into I will get into my first sort of controversial take on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Huey, I I love this character. I love Jack Quaid, great actor, everything like that. His arc this season kind of about like realizing he doesn't have to be a hero to save Starlight and like the goodness of Huey is more in the human side of him is like something that's been explored through seasons one and seasons two, obviously. 
This season, it comes in the form of Confound V, in which he feels like he has to take it in order to save Starlight, basically. And he constantly says throughout like the season, I need to save you. I need to be the one that saves you. But it felt like in a lot of season one and season two, Huey already kind of knew that. And he basically implied like he can't be the savior that they need to be because he is human. And he understands like if they do what the superheroes do, they're no better than them. So it feels like his character to me this season was just one kind of rehashing what we've already known from seasons one and two and two it kind of felt like a step back in his character a little bit how much he was like embracing Billy Butcher's like you need to take the compound V mate it's going to give mm-hmm. you incredible powers and which, shoot it up your pisser Huey yeah shoot please. it up your pisser Huey shoot please God right, right up the urethra Huey but basically <laughs> Um, it kind of felt like he was just like a little dog basically like doing whatever Billy Butcher told him to and his powers ultimately is that he can basically teleport turn invisible teleport but he can't do it with clothes on and neither can the people that he takes with him Um, and it's cute obviously like it's funny to see Huey do that obviously but it just felt like it was kind of like a slap in the face to like the character that has already been established for Huey and it felt like he was way too fucking gullible for Butcher this season I don't know it's not like a bad arc I wouldn't say that it's a bad arc in any way shape or form because it does make sense ultimately what they're going for with Huey and the more human side of him but I just feel like it's the one that I'm not as big on as everybody else was mm. yeah I yeah I agree in a sense with a little bit of the difference with me being that like um so like uh, I, I feel like this is this is sort of something that someone else brought up to me that as I thought of it sort of it, it it made a lot of more things clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, one part that I had uh, a little bit of a problem with with Hugh's character is that, um, as someone noted, Robin hasn't been mentioned at all recently. Like, no, <laughs> like they, it, it really did feel like they kind of forgot about Robin in a sense. And although it is understandable, given that like one one of the biggest parts was okay, he's moving on from Robin. But one of the things is that, especially with how he confronts um, A Train uh, in the Hero Gasm episode and all the stuff before that, and even in season two. Robin's name isn't mentioned like I think it's only mentioned like maybe once or twice in like season two and three combined like and most of it is in season two I I would believe uh, if I'm remembering correctly um outside of season one uh you would think that with all the leaps and bounds that um that the boys make in stopping like bots things and exposing them and and uh the, the compound v stuff and taking the the that that compound b 24 7 drug that there would be a sort of recalling back to robin and with huey becoming a soup i thought it would have been a lot more powerful if there was if there was at least not even just like they didn't have to dedicate a lot of time to it but they would have just like a scene here or two of huey like at least taking some time to reflect on becoming a soup Mm-hmm. Because a soup was the one who started this all, killing Robin and splattering her across the fucking like it was basically teleportation with how fast fucking A Train was going. Yeah, and that's why I thought a good like a fun parallel between their powers are and like their arcs and everything. Um, but that's why I was really supremely disappointed when he didn't even really think about it or mention her ever again past uh, a lot of season one because i feel like it would have been really powerful if huey 
like looking upon the veins in his arm as glowing with this new power realize and killing someone like in the uh when they're saving super uh when they're saving soldier boy mm-hmm. like if he would have realized that like oh i have the power to like i just killed someone and like i was trying to kill them but i wasn't trying to kill them kill them like i was trying to stop them in a sense like when he's saving butcher yeah he now realizes that he has the power to kill someone just like a train killed robin and mm-hmm. that's what disappointed me about it and that's what i think led led to a lot of his character arc and a lot of his character feeling the same from and just rehashing a lot of the earlier plot points was that um because they didn't really go down that route and instead had him go down the route of believing more in billy butcher's uh you know like his vision and following along with his or at least following along with his orders and everything and sort of being more of a lapdog a lot of the earlier stuff in season one and two were showing that um huey huey goes against butcher a lot more than in the comics and in the comics he's always like he's there's never really a point where like he snaps at billy butcher or does things that are against billy butcher's like um direct command but he does that a lot more in the show he's a lot more he feels so much more independent from butcher and so that's why i understand why a lot of people feel like this is like sort of stepping back in his character because we already established that this this show version of huey is a lot different from that from that comic version and this feels a lot more like something that comic version billy or that comic version huey would be doing and like that's why i sort of felt like that whole compound v was sort of like a uh at least in huey's part a missed opportunity with, yes with, like, yeah. you know, how you could have yeah took in his character and maybe shown huey getting the shit scared out of him with like realizing hey i can now kill a lot of people and it can and i could do it very effortlessly almost subconsciously you know <laughs> that's that's very true that's actually a really good point to look at with this season and huey um, and it, it's kind of the same thing too with some of the other boys. Like obviously we see Kamiko at first does not want to have her powers anymore because a lot of this season, Billy just kind of uses Kamiko to just be a straight up murder machine because she goes around and she kills all of those Russian mobsters at one point and there's the group of women that are there that are all cowering in the corner and the one ends up shooting her in the head and when she comes back, Kamiko like slowly realizes like, well, they look at her as a monster because of her powers and so what Kamigo kind of wants to do, which I think is noble because Frenchie has been like, what, one thing I love about Frenchie is how much he basically denounces superheroes and he'll denounce anybody that wants to act like a soup. Click to just basically criticize Billy Butcher and Huey for both taking Compound V. And he goes on about how it makes them no better than hit, uh, any of them, which is true. Like it is true mm-hmm. because you take Compound V, you're basically becoming like a Homelander type or an A Train or the Deep, basically. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I like about Frenchie this season is one, he's still trying to get over his ties to those Russian mobs that he was a part of. And he's trying to grow into a more of a relationship with Kamiko because they do talk in, a lot this season about running away together, which was kind of sweet and just like forming their own 
own relationship. And when Kamiko realizes, like, you know, it would be a good thing to get rid of my powers, or hopefully they'd be gone, I can settle down, live a normal life, she does see ultimately, like, there is a lot of good in having her powers because it allows her to protect the people that she loves, like Frenchie. And Frenchie slowly realizes, like, Kamiko needs these powers ultimately, too, to protect him and to basically make sure that everybody that is in their small little family is safe. And I think it's kind of noble and sweet. And Kamiko has always been, like, this really sweet character to where she can be, like, straight up a, a badass killer when she needs to be. But I do love that this season they do explore more of Frenchie and Kamiko's relationship. And Kamiko realizing, like, her powers, while they might be gruesome and a bit more brutal, they do serve a point in keeping the people that she loves. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel like that was a the the scenes with the um with the whole like frenchie and the russian lobsters were really good with like in in regards to that stuff um just the whole losing powers in the first place bit felt weird because like uh i know to me and to a couple other people it it seemed like it was going to be either frenchie or Frenchie or Kamiko learning about V24 and like taking that and like either Frenchie getting powers himself or maybe Kamiko trying to get back her powers in order to like um save Frenchie or whatever uh it it felt a little bit like a setup it what it didn't end up being that way um but one of the I it felt just like it felt just like a weird little bump in an otherwise good arc you know what i mean because i yeah. did like a lot of what the arc did and a lot of how um characters ended up where they were at i just didn't i thought the the where kimiko was attacked by soldier boy sent through and loses her powers um that just that part felt strange to me i don't know how i would have ever thought about a change to it but it's something that just like felt very odd to me especially with how quickly she realizes that she like wants the powers again like she's like oh i need my powers again i need to do this so that i can protect people that i love um if uh at the end of it i felt like it was like satisfactory i just felt like the the middle part of that or like the beginning more was just very strange to me yeah and i i agree with you because one thing that (laughs) and this is kind of sometimes the problem with the boys is that they will put out these little arcs or like these moments where characters have like this small growth because ultimately you watch the show because you want to see like how more deranged is fucking homelander gonna get how more you know like vengeful is billy butcher gonna get you watch it because you want to see characters like this but then ultimately the big problem is you have the side characters like Kamiko and Frenchie to where you're not sure how much of an arc or more fleshed out you can get them because while they do draw in ratings, it's, you're basically there for Carl Urban, basically. Everybody's there to listen to him just fucking shit on everyone. Um, and the one thing that's kind of the difficult part is you can take these small little character arcs, like we said, and make them work. But most of the time, they're very formulaic and cliche because the only reason Kamiko really starts to realize she needs her powers is after Frenchie is just beat up by Russian mobsters, which, like, in all fucking entertainment media, it feels like it's just Russian mobsters beating up people anymore and just getting their asses kicked and shit. So it just kind of felt like, oh, well, I'm just watching another fucking... I'm basically watching Bob Odenkirk's Nobody. It felt like, oh, that, oh my god. <laughs> more fucking russian bad guys yes oh my god they're so evil but like that's just kind of the whole problem is like you basically can take small characters like these and only give them formulaic arcs with formulaic payoff because they're not your main focus for that season mm, yeah i 
Yeah, although admittedly, that is a little bit more on the comics because little Nina was also within the comics. She's not that, like yeah, 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 and it was um, I don't believe they ever had a moment like the like the Frenchie scene of him being kidnapped with Kimiko and Cherry, but um, I at least thought it was, I at least thought it was a, a it would have been a better setup for some kind of like the 24 thing and having that add to the tension of not only huey and butcher taking it but also like oh maybe kamiko and potentially even frenchie taking it uh at some point if anything i'm surprised that the drug addict of the group <laughs> didn't take the v the compound v drug of all things which is like that's true that's that, true that, that that sort of like that was a little thing that felt like oh like it, in a way, I'm all. I understand why they didn't do it, and I and I like. I'm almost glad they didn't in a certain like way, because I felt like it would have become like maybe there's a lot more potential for more like dumb like, oh, we're gonna just focus on giving them powers, and everyone has powers, and you know that that sort of like how shit spirals. But, um, uh, I felt like I don't know. It just felt to me like they were about to set up something crazy, uh, without. Um, like with the way they did with MM because MM gets directly like a hey you want to shoot up this fucking thing and like maybe we can kick home uh, Homelander and fucking Soldier Boy's ass but he's just like nah like no and I, I actually really like that because in the comics <laughs> I don't know do you do you know about uh, MM's fucking little thing in the comics I do not this is interesting do you know about how he like has powers and how he like fucking how he's his relationship to Compound V? I know he get or like he has powers, but I don't know about the Compound P relationship or mm. the Compound V relationship. Okay, so fucking strap in, I guess. Okay, because <laughs> it is so you know it ties back to his name because his his name is MM. It stands for Mother's Milk, and um it's a commentary on like you know uh industrialization and how it affects you know poor working class like black communities and um you know lower income things who lower income communities and how they're affected by poor mismanagement and like factory workers and like assembly line jobs because compound v was sort of was manufactured within this community that uh mm's parents lived in specifically his mother who worked in a who worked in a factory that was manufacturing it i think they were bottling it making some kind of something that had to do with a lot of compound v being around them and eventually it started to affect the residual effects started to get within the the workers of the factory and because a lot of them were like because compound v is very unstable in adults um it would cause freakishly freakish horrific mutations to their body and form and one of the things that happens to mm's mother is that <laughs> she she now leaks compound v milk from her tits jesus and, um that's what mm was feeding on as a baby and so uh... before the events of the comics even occur M- mm is already have already has compound v in him 
from sucking on his mommy's boobies. Damn. And uh, it gets even worse because not only does that happen, but also, like, she ends up becoming this giant, like, titted flesh monster that mm-hmm. is, like, mindless. And it's... The comics are bad. Um, <laughs> so, so I've heard they do go too far in a few places. Yeah, absolutely. It is... It, it's it's the, the 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 edginess the early 2000s edginess of it all just like really starts to to show mm-hmm. i don't even know if it came out like if it was necessarily running during but it gives such that vibe that like it just it, it feels like the the show has all the could have all the same moments but would have infinitely more development to them meanwhile it's all very very shallow and a lot of it is like gags in the comic and like you know things that are just supposed to make you hate them as opposed to make you understand them i feel like that's the difference yeah with the show and the comics that is really important and uh i i really like the the show a lot more for this and i really like the show for entirely cutting that <laughs> fucking character arc and character like revelation for um marvin and his character because jesus christ that would be uh that would be very no no good <laughs> at least in my eye mm-hmm. uh i think that um just having him be like having him say no to the compound v as like as t- as a showing how his character is just like no i will not take the shortcuts that billy butcher takes i will not take the easy road and i will not follow up butcher does like huey i really like that and i feel like there could have almost been if if there was like with frenchie taking v and like having his sort of gigantic part of his character really coming up in that sort of like you know uh coming into that scenario i feel like there could have been a lot uh, a sort of connection there with how marvin rejected the <clears throat> how marvin rejected the v and mm-hmm. frenchy frenchy accepted it but um of course that's a entirely hypothetical it's just fun to think about if uh if that was a possibility or even like a thought in anyone's head mm-hmm. yeah and i a lot of mm this season too like you said i do like how he's always kind of been like the moral great like the moral good of this show and especially in his fucking how they give him like this whole revenge arc this basically this whole character arc about how soldier boy like you said gave him ptsd because he fucking threw a car into his granddad's house and murdered him basically and it soldier boy which this new character they introduced this season imagine homelander but like an 80s version of him basically <laughs> like not um, even 80s like fucking what was it like actually no it would have been cold war so like oh I yeah guess cold no. war well yeah. it, what what they say he was in the 80s is when the russians took him in because mm. the cold war technically still did go till about the reagan era stuff like that yeah, basically yeah. around the 80s but um this guy is basically like homelander but just give him the most like stereotypical chad version of him basically to where he's a man's man basically he's a man's he's a man. yeah he's a toxic fucking leader he just terrible fucking person and he has a small band of heroes that he works with which is basically the seven that black noir was a part of um 
we discover this season that Black Noir has basically agreed to stand Edgar's terms to hand over Soldier Boy to the Russians because they are cooking baby Homelander in a test tube basically in the lab. And so uh, Black Noir and all of the other superheroes in Soldier Boy's team basically try to stop him. Soldier Boy ends up beating the ever-living fuck out of Black Noir to where his face is just damn near unrecognizable and he's basically like a zombie looking thing now. Um, but they end up capturing Soldier Boy, getting his ass sent over to Russia. And then Billy Butcher kind of mistakenly sets Soldier Boy free when they go to this compound to look for this weapon that can kill Homelander. And it turns out that the weapon that can kill Homelander is Soldier Boy, so they crack a deal with him. Hey, if we get everybody that was in your original group fucking murdered, we'll let you, will you cut us a part of your deal and help us murder Homelander? And so a lot of the season is just dedicated to showing, like, how much worse this version of fucking Homelander could have been because Homelander, like Soldier Boy says in the show, basically is that he's just a whiny pussy that craves attention because a lot of what makes Homelander such like a hateable character is like how narcissistic he is and how badly he wants to be loved by everyone. But he ends up becoming such like a whiny fucking asshat to the point of where he's literally getting people murdered just simply because they aren't putting up with this shit anymore, basically. And one thing that I kind of love about this season is that we see that in Soldier Boy, he's like the version that won't crack there are very few things that make soldier boy crack like huey a couple times will say like you were never a fucking war hero you never did shit like this and he'll be quick to turn around and like punch huey in the throat or the dick or something like that and it does show like he is he is a little bit insecure for all the fucking manliness he has inside him but basically he's like the proto z version of homelander that like isn't afraid to fucking kill with no remorse or isn't afraid to not have everybody love him and i kind of love that a little bit because even the small interaction that he has with homelander in the in the season finale where homelander's like look i have your grandson here we can be a family we can finally be a family together like i've always wanted this and he's like you're a fucking pussy son and he just starts <laughs> beating the shit out of him i love that because it just shows how different these characters are and how essentially soldier Boy was always kind of like this perfect version that Homelander could have never been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. I I, I love the commentary of like, of oh, continuously the theme throughout the show of like, hey, like the the sins of the father kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh, having generations like the the like how each generation passes down either their trauma, their baggage, or like even like some of the like good things down to their kids and how like i love how across each and every one of the characters you can get a sense for that different thing like with frenchie and his abusive father that like caused him to have these like weird attachment issues to people that abuse him and um kamiko's family uh marvin trying to be a good father to his fucking kid and like having to like share custody with this fucking cuck dude like god i'll get on him in a second because that's like that guy is like one of my favorite characters because of just how much <laughs> of a little shit he is like, um fucking uh uh having having butcher and his whole deal with his family and how his father treated him and how he's like tr- tr- ending up treating ryan mm. and uh homelander and the daddy issues there of like his father being soldier boy and him trying to be a father for fucking ryan everything feels like so nice and cohesive because of these like themes that are with each and every one of these fucking characters and even with like stan edgar like trying to be a fucking turning out to be the father the adoptive father of fucking (laughs) uh victoria 
and <laughs> that kind of shit that that was a really good twist that i loved and i like how they actually like it didn't it wasn't even a twist and like that's it they like went they went in on him they elaborated on him like you mm-hmm. got a sense for how their family life would have been and how it would have been raising him uh and i really fucking enjoyed that and um i think that with all these things culminating in soldier boy and his like fucking bastard child homelander um i like that they didn't team up in the end because like that felt that that could have easily have uh turned out to be a really bad like oh this is how we're gonna raise the stakes like we're gonna have homelander and soldier boy team up and now what are they gonna do now everyone is gonna like maybe they need powers and we need more temp v and we need you know more uh you know like where is it gonna go from here like and i think it would have felt a little bit cheap but um i definitely liked that um with homelander being as much of a stubborn dick bag as he is he didn't just immediately switch over to like um immediately switch over to like homelander's side and being like hey uh like i'm gonna help you and like oh man like i wanted he says throughout the the like last two episodes i believe he's like oh i always wanted kids and everything but like he's still soldier boy he's still the kind who would be this abusive dickbag and who is even willing to kill uh ryan like a kid who has nothing to do with any of this um he was willing to fucking kill like each and every person that he needed because he's just he's just that fucking vengeful and he does like he does not care at that point and i, I actually really like that i like that they did not go in the route that they that they could have easily gone before soldier boy's character <laughs> Yeah, I I totally do agree with that. And I find it interesting that each of uh, did they did they have a name of the original fucking group that he was a part of? Like the, um, the team Okay, Payback Squad, is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, Payback. Okay, pay, because it's pay, a play pay, on Avengers. Okay, yeah. So the Payback Squad that he's a part of, one thing that I kind of like about it is each member that we visit, like the first one that we visit is um She's the actress from The Walking Dead. That's what I know her from primarily. But uh, she's able to shoot fire out of her hands and shit like that. And she sings about, like, rainforest animals and shit like that. (laughs) Um, She basically has been so traumatized. She's, like, turned to hardcore drugs and stuff. And she's trying to basically keep her flame afloat conservation groups and stuff and she's very very secretive about everything that they did with soldier boy because she's indirectly like i don't fucking know what you want from me like that asshole is dead and buried somewhere else basically but slowly we see when like she starts to gain the trust a little bit of butcher and huey and all them like that she does open up about like well we had this plan to get rid of him and slowly as it goes on like we're trying to figure out like who ultimately is the one that turned over her or turned over soldier boy basically and he ends up murdering each of his payback squad members and each one of them dies basically being like it wasn't our fucking fault we didn't know like we didn't want to do this shit to you and like i said that's kind of where it builds to like that unsatisfying conclusion for black noir to where like he's slowly killing his way through all the payback squad up to like this confrontation with black noir where he'd probably be like why the fuck did you do this to me why would you think that it would have ever worked to keep me down and then it's Mm -hmm. you know he can't because fucking homelander took out 
uh, Black Noir. And so that's kind of the problem a little bit is as Soldier Boy is going around murdering each of the Payback Squad, it is satisfying almost in a way because like they themselves went on to be horrible people also after they fucking basically got rid of Soldier Boy. So it does kind of ultimately show like despite the show trying to set up like this really cool confrontation, it doesn't go far enough to the point of where it felt super satisfying, but it does show like even the people that tried to get rid of him didn't even go on to have much better lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> In a way, I'm almost, uh, I'm really happy that with the show and like how it handles, like how it was going to handle payback. Uh, one of the only things that like, cause I really liked how each, like, because of course, um, assuming that they didn't all die in the flashback to um, in Ma- Mallory's flashback, it doesn't show any of them really dying. They they're just like sort of wounded or they're they're tired and like they're they're like some they're beaten up. Uh, it ends up resulting from the um, fight with Soldier Boy, as it turns out, not from the actual fighting, not from the actual like gunfire and uh, attack that they were under, but um, with the fight that uh, ended up having with Soldier Boy, I really liked that they they inevitably came back as people because like they were always in a sense going to still be there. They were still alive. They still had their own lives to live, and they just wanted to um, like like with Mind Flare or what was his like Mindstorm? Yeah, Mindstorm. Mm-hmm. Mindstorm, uh, living a secluded life, trying to get away from like the voices and shit. I like how you could get a sense for each of their different trajectories in life after the team dissolved. And the the only one that I'm like kind of sad that didn't happen to because I did want more of it. Like it was sort of like, like a backhanded like compliment in a way. I'm I'm just saddened that we never got to see more of Swato the the fly man who like gets shot by the rocket because um oh that's right i forgot i was wondering i was like where'd the fly guy go and i'm like oh he got fucking blown up. yeah he got blown up i, I was one of the things that oh, i was thinking of was like oh i i know maybe because this was this was a popular like little theory that some people were gonna have and one that like in a way, I'm saddened that they didn't do because it was really smart and it would have been like a really cool twist and it would have led to some really cool like interactions. But I'm also just like, I'm, I'm still fine with what happened was um, there was this theory that uh, Swato was actually aware of the boys the entire time and knew of them because he was trailing them because in different little parts of the uh the boys just like the show there will be this like there'll be this it's like a transitional um scene it's a transitional scene where like let's say they just killed in uh they just killed this one character or they just like there's a bunch of dead bodies everywhere there will be like a specific fly that is always zooming and like like buzzing all throughout the uh through the frame and that's like the only thing you can hear and there's a there's enough there's enough focus on it that enough people started putting together the pieces of like swato i at least before the events you know laid out in season like two and three um swato should still be alive at this point in the story and uh, under this assumption uh it could be 
that Swato knows of these like people and like would uh, have a little bit more information than anyone else does on the boys and could actually be a potential threat to them because he's been around some of their like endeavors and he's been around some of their like like big like some of the results and and the ending of some of their uh encounters uh and like it could have been like a reveal because in the comics uh payback just sort of attack um the boys at one point in the hospital while kamiko is uh trying to heal and um uh kamiko and 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 the boys end up fighting payback and like killing a lot of them like butcher just straight up just like i'm pretty sure butcher just kills like almost every member of payback within like one fight scene or at least one like issue or like of an arc and um like learning to see how each like life trajectory was so different which each of the members of payback i was kind of excited to see swato i was like oh hey like uh, i wonder if we're gonna get that cool scene from the comics where i because i know they don't adapt a lot of scene for scene stuff from the from direct adaptation from the comics but there's a scene where it's just shown through implication that um butcher send up like a fucking pickaxe through Swato's mouth and like killed him and he's just like laying on the fucking floor like with a pickaxe stuck in his fucking throat um but uh that that the role of like the little tiny the tiny um like like superhero ended up being with like termite and like how termite can uh like change size and like early in the fucking what's it called early in the season uh ended up being like hunted down and filled with a bag of cocaine like i almost felt that that was one of the only like things that i wish would have been like i was like oh man that should have been swato because swato was the original like ant-man like copycat because uh he was the original ant-man copycat from in that was in the boys show and i was just sort of like man i was wondering like oh like are they going to include swato at all and then the answer unfortunately ended up being no but no um, uh i do like the just the i liked his little suit i liked his suit that he had like the little the fucking eyes and the wings that he had mm. i really liked the i, I like the look of it i just wish i would have seen more of it. <laughs> yeah it's it, there there's a lot of good i mean even Starlight probably still being the like the best character this season because of her moral good that she sticks to because I like that Starlight ultimately is done putting up with the seven shit in this series, finally. She's gotten so much to a point to where she, like, doesn't really seem to care what she says to any of them anymore. Like, sure, Homelander still scares the shit out of her because, like, who the fuck wouldn't be intimidated by a guy that could literally just laser beam you down without consequence? But one thing I like is that she basically stays morally good, but she finally realizes, like, Vought itself can't be saved. Like, she realizes even Stan Edgar at a certain point isn't a good person because of the things that he's done and victoria even kind of knows this which is why she teams up with homelander to get stan edgar outed and after stan is outed basically is when she realizes like i can't be a part of the seven anymore because homelander ends up murdering someone from her past this comics and also this they they try to allude like he was in like a backstreets boys basically like type style band back in the day basically and him and starlight had like this kind of half relationship and it plays into the whole 
insecurity about needing to save her and being like a hero basically um this character gets murdered off screen by homelander basically because homelander's like look i can take anybody that you care about and kill and it could be huey next time for all you know and rather than her just like living in fear of homelander like most of these superheroes would in cliche stuff she breaks away she ultimately exposes what happened at hero gasm she says she's quitting the seven entirely she constantly like brings her phone and live streams it so that way it can show homelander is this terrible fucking person and it goes so far to a point to where she basically like radical not radicalizes but she creates a movement online to where like all of these people are like wow starlight's right Vought's fucking terrible like mave has been kidnapped and is being used by homelander well meanwhile it's the opposite effect homelander has basically through his speeches and whatnot radicalized like the far right basically and it's it, the show basically kind of does a job to make him out to be a bunch of like trump supporters basically and stuff where they're like oh he could murder someone in the street and we'd sit there and fucking applaud it he could he mm-hmm. could laser beam joe biden and we he would all fucking laser scream beam and... biden. laser beam biden laser beam biden that's gonna yeah, be we all cool. fucking clap and throw our bush lack cans around like basically you know homelander and a lot of people are pissed about this which i don't know if i necessarily like understand a lot of people are pissed that homelander's been turned into like a right-wing villain basically now he's not a full-on nazi like stormfront stormfront i think we have to kind of distinguish a little bit is different from homelander because homelander does not like agree with any of the nazi views that they have and stuff like even back in season two he was fucking struggling with some of the shit that stormfront <laughs> was saying about like needing a perfect aryan race and eliminating certain groups and stuff like he was not cool with it the problem is that this right-wing group that homelander is now radicalized with is that they give him attention mm-hmm. and they love him for who he is and so ultimately he feeds into a lot of like their beliefs and stuff because he's like, oh my God, it's getting me attention. It's basically my own little family. And it's what leads to the final fucking scene at the end of the season where he laser beams that fucking Starlight supporter and yeah. all of the fucking right wingers just start cheering and being like, yeah, good for you and shit because slowly his ego is being fed. And yeah. it's more or less just like he is becoming like kind of like a right wing villain, if you will, because he's just like, oh, well, you know, the fucking fake ass media is making me out to be a bad guy and stuff. And we shouldn't live in fear of what the media can do to us. And so basically like Trump was saying, but it's not the same as what Stormfront was from season two, because Stormfront was literally just trying to bring back like Hitler's terrible fucking views and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that they went a lot more just like because i feel like when they go just full on with the fucking satire and shit mm-hmm. it does like a lot of its strength really do like shine through and yeah. um with the a lot of just like i'd like thinking of it as like um homelander just hearing hearing a lot of the like far right uh like i guess followers of him and his like little his 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 base in a sense is what they what they always call them in the like mm-hmm. whenever they're trying to explain it to him and just hearing like his base like calling out to him and like uh giving him this validation and he's just sort of like like just thinks that they're complete idiots and that they know fucking nothing but he doesn't matter doesn't matter to him because he's like just that much he's loved fucking, yeah yeah he's, a, he's loved and he's just a narcissistic douche so he's just gonna go along with it naturally i um i like thinking that it's just like homelander like l- learning any kind of fucking <laughs> any kind of like political philosophy or theory or any kind of thing he's just like here's like oh like populism 
Like, does that mean I'm popular? I'm gonna be popular? <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, he's just like just utterly not being able to be any kind of adult about anything, mm-hmm. but still, still being like essentially in a way puppeted around by others, even even at the height of his fucking psychopathy, like just being able to like being able to like move fucking so many events of the of the world and everything and just being able to change so much but still wanting to just like wanting uh, like wanting like a fan wanting a fandom or just like yeah. that's <laughs> the end of the, the the end all be all of his like desires and everything just fucking <laughs> just fucking fantastic it is it's great and so I want to talk about this culmination that kind of leads into the finale a little bit because, like I said, the finale is definitely not as big as what season two was to where it was full-on fucking superhero fights, basically. Um, this one is more or less kind of smaller because it all takes place in the vault of the Vought Tower, basically, and it's Soldier Boy showing up, and like we said earlier, Homelander's trying to be like, look, we can be a family, Dad, and shit like that, and he's like, you're a fucking pussy, son, and he beats the shit out of him. Um, and that's where we get the great confrontation between Maeve and Homelander having a fight and then Soldier Boy and Billy Butcher having a fight because throughout a lot of the season Soldier Boy is helping Billy Butcher reluctantly because he still is trying to make a deal with him but what causes him to break and then just be like wow Billy Butcher's even a fucking half breed basically is Billy wants to protect Ryan even though Soldier Boy's like he's not even your fucking kid you want to raise him and like that makes you fucking weak in my eyes mm-hmm. and so it's what leads to the whole like two egos clashing sort of thing and it's a really satisfying I guess final fight basically because everybody is at their full strikes fight there is a lot of consequences out of it like Maeve loses a fucking eye Homelander gets like a fucking pipe stabbed in his ear basically and it shows like basically it shows Maeve can kick his ass or could fucking do potential harm to him if she wanted to Um, it also shows like uh, Soldier Boy is not the perfect fucking super soldier because they're still able to take him down easily and it's that Russian nerve agent gas is like the only thing they can really use to defeat him and even after going supersonic Vought is very quick to cover that shit up but one Mm -hmm. thing that I kind of love about it even though a lot of people have said that they don't like what happens is I ultimately like how Ryan by the end of the season is becoming radicalized by Homelander because it makes sense in this kid's character. His next step is going to be like believing in his fucking dad because Billy Butcher's an asshole basically in the beginning of the season. Like he still blames Ryan for the death of Becca and he constantly is pushing people out of his life and shit. And as a result of doing this, you know, Ryan's going to go to the one person that like nurtured him that was like, oh, I want to fucking be a part of your life and raise you and shit. Even if he was like a crazy radical fucking (laughs) right winger basically. Um, And that's one thing that I kind of love about it is by the end of the season, Ryan is like happy smiling he sees he's like oh my god you know it's great that my dad is getting validated and loved for what he's doing he truly is a hero and it makes a lot of sense for the way this finale built towards that because this would be the next logical step is ryan is going to step into like that radicalization thing now one thing i think would be really fucking cool for the show is how far they would go with that because it would be a great social commentary on like these kids that are basically born and raised in these fucking households where they're like they're fed the same media narrative the entire life and shit and they're told to hate these certain fucking groups and stuff that oppose them and all that and it just shows like how fucking terrible this lifestyle is and how many fucking kids lives it's fucking up in the world and shit like that would be great commentary i don't think they'll go that far with it because 
ultimately I would assume Billy Butcher is going to try and fucking save Ryan and at some point you know fucking we're going to see the clash of Homelander and Billy Butcher because Billy is now on borrowed time he has like 12 months to live after the finale so I think it would be cool still if they built towards that but I don't know if they're going to do it yeah yeah that's why I'm that's why I'm really excited for yeah a lot of the show exclusive characters and a lot of the future of the show because um, yeah that that fucking ryan part like child actors are child actors you know they they're, they're not always going to be 100 percent the best but that no. fucking last little smile that the fucking kid gives uh the the kid who plays ryan mm-hmm. gives at the fucking end where it's just slowly creeping up and he's like oh you know what i'm kind of content with this like my dad is a superhero like i'm not gonna lie i didn't believe it i it, it just didn't seem believable to me a lot of ryan's um arc going like oh okay you will you like oh he always seemed kind of flip floppy i was like oh he i can kind of get this for a kid where he's like maybe he doesn't know exactly who to trust and so maybe he'll like actually believe homelander or maybe he'll actually like um accept homelander uh, i thought i was like maybe a little contrived but um what really sold it was that last little like smile where he's just sort mm-hmm. of like hey yeah like uh my my dad is liked and he does the right thing and like it's going to lead down this fucking lead down this like pipeline of radicalization and shins like i really like the potential that that fucking plot point has because i i really want i i really want them to like stick the landing with that and just like because they could they could i know from knowing the the, the lengths of their social commentary before i know they could absolutely send this one fucking home oh like, they could they mm-hmm. could and um that's what i was saying before about like how much i adore all the like sins of the father plot lines and all this and like how like much it focuses on fatherhood is because i really fucking like um specifically with some of the child characters like parallels between like monique and um or is the is the Marvin's kid named Monique? I believe, or was that? I, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that's, that, yeah, that's I, was right. to, I was thinking of it was either that or the, or the or the wife that he used to have, like that had the kid. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it's the wife. But I, anyways, uh, just the kid that MM has and the kid that um, Homelander slash Billy have. Um, I hope they they do some kind of like parallels with that because that that seems like interesting where it's like one has this family that only really wants to use them for like and to to an extent like um homelander just wants to have a family but he's really just using them for that family he doesn't really give a shit about their them as people so he doesn't really exactly get them get what they what family fucking means at all and uh monique or whatever the kid's name is i can't remember um Mm -hmm. Uh, having a care having a a family that's going to be torn by this like political divide that one kid is at the epicenter of and one kid is just going to be viewing it and it's going to be caught in the middle of like a really nasty divorce potentially Mm -hmm. um and uh head that has a care that has a family that does genuinely care for them and wants to see them do better uh but has maybe uh, a certain beta cock who has who's putting a stick in the mud in the name in the form of my favorite fucking character whatever the dad's name is that that is like the 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 new guy you know like the stepdad 
uh, fucking I the 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 new husband for Monique, which is um he he is such a fucking shitter and he is such perfectly like he's so he's so realistic in a way though the way that marvin like fucking has to like curse him out and like deck him in the face for like not only taking his daughter to homelander rallies at the at the cost of her like potentially like her life and her safety but also like passively the passiveness of like radicalization and how like you can show a kid like one thing their entire life and they will learn to understandably believe it because it's the only thing that they've ever been shown it's the only truth that they know and having that um with that character with whatever the stepdad's name is and him at the end basically being like the 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 setup to everyone cheering for homelander after he kills that fucking protester like it's mm, that was fucking gold like like i fucking love that so fucking much especially with like how specifically how he looks like the stereotypical like oh like um like white dude who just wants to like who has all of the wrong political theories and all the wrong political ideas but like just like is like a walking inferiority complex and who just like sees the old way machismo of like homelander and would probably fucking root for soldier boy and would would absolutely buy everything that they're selling them and how that can affect everyone else when those people are the ones that are cheering and 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 like giving power to people like homelander oh yeah this so like i said this season is it's been pretty fucking incredible now i think the last little complaint that i want to get into for this season majorly that i have has to actually do with victoria um i i like the head popper Uh, this is an interesting character i do love the way that she's basically used this power to like move her way up the chain if you will a little bit to become a more prominent person in congress and by the ending of the series or by the ending of the season she ends up running as the vp mate with the current president that homelander was helping um how she does it ultimately is homelander whispers something into the deep sea about like hey i need you to go and commit fucking treason basically for the country i need you to murder the current vp running mate and so homelander drowns the motherfucker in his pool basically (laughs) um and then she steps into the vp role but one thing that i just i don't know if it's this season in particular or just if with the character is just it feels like a lot of her development is off screen because she like gets the information on where ryan is and gives it to homelander and then ultimately homelander's the one that's like go murder the vp and then she steps into the role and the other only other time we really see her in a prominent light this season is after she gets stan edgar outed but it feels like a lot of her growth at times in the series is more off screen which i kind of have a little bit of an issue with because I don't know whether it's they're just trying to imply she works in the shadows because she is the head popper and she gets away with a lot. But I I don't know if I particularly love this character a lot. I think it makes sense logically for the next season to focus on the boys trying to get rid of her because, you know, if she gets into major power, she could fuck up the country entirely. (laughs) But um, (laughs) we'll just have to see how it goes pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I definitely like, because in the, in the fucking... Because the arc that they're leading up to is like, oh, essentially like the campaign arc. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
um, Stan uh, eventually Vought finds their way into the Oval Office, and now it's like, oh shit, this is when everything starts coming to a head. Uh, Homelander starts realizes not only that he could do whatever the fuck he wants, but also that uh, he doesn't need anybody else, like any kind of uh, major governmental powers, and starts attacking people at the White House and killing the president, and eventually even Vic the Veep. Uh, character in the comics, <laughs> yep. um, and fucking ripping his goddamn head off. Uh, kind of hoping the same happens to our little Victoria here, just for the sake of it, just for the sake of seeing someone fucking bite it on the <laughs> on the fucking team. And um, uh, but having having the the character see where they go now. Um, I, I really like the idea that when when they go on this campaign trail uh, and they eventually like run with Ryan Singer, I believe the politician's name is, mm-hmm. um, having him eventually rise into power and prominence and having Victoria there and having like all the moving pieces finally moving up to the big like climactic like event of the boys. Um, I'm really excited to see how like Ryan and Victor and 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 Vicky are going to be involved in that. Oh yeah, uh, me too. And and one thing I'm hoping is for a, a like the a swift satisfying death of at least someone because I feel like there are two there are two people that I definitely want to see it happen to. I don't know if it's going to happen to either of them, but um I definitely would like to see it. I feel like between Victoria Newman and also the Deep, I'm just waiting for the Deep to die at any moment, really. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of the Deep this season was kind of just going back to his, you know, season one fucking issues. He's fucking fish. Like, he literally, at one point with his super Christian girlfriend, is like, can we try something a little bit naughty? And she's like, damn, babe, I didn't know we were getting that spicy. And he brings out the fucking squid. <laughs> yeah, like, the like the deep, the, yeah, yeah, the deep resorts heavily back to his season one arc besides like being really rapey, obviously. Um, he just becomes a, a sad fucking loser. Like he literally is so far addicted to like fucking sea creatures to where literally at the end of the season, he's watching his girlfriend talk about his, her new book that she's publishing that is going to expose him is like the terrible fucking human being that he is and all he can do is sit there and stuff his fucking face full of treats like a fucking dumbass because (laughs) that's literally all he is a train is kind of more of the same like he tries to help out his community and stuff and he claims like he's going to do the right thing but he ultimately becomes just as big of a monster as blue hawk is because his brother gets paralyzed by blue hawk and rather than bringing blue hawk to justice in an act of range, A-Train fucking murders him by dragging his body across the highway. And his brother is like, you did the wrong fucking thing. We wanted to see his mugshot. We wanted to see him in fucking prison. We can't kill people like this. They need to be brought to justice. And like at first, A-Train's like, no, you're fucking the only way we can do things and then you know his brother gets mad at him kicks him out of the house and shit and then basically a train is left there to just do fucking homelander's bidding so again it does show like these fucking terrible characters in the seven still remain fucking terrible people because they can't do much to alter their actions and what they become absolutely yeah they, they're very stagnant they're very yeah very static and the, the deep never that's why as although i did like his sort of like uh what was it like milwaukee where did he go in season one like uh, was... 
Sandusky, Ohio. Sandusky. I Only two hours away from me, and they definitely made Sandusky a shithole because it is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. You're uh, right next to the fucking deep right there. Next That's to Cedar Point, baby. Let's yeah. go. Um, as much as I did like that arc, I also liked more the fact that it was sort of like, oh, these kind of people never really change. Like, mm-hmm. like, the, like the deep and like all those like shitty rapey people. Uh, the, the there's not a lot that you could exactly do to course correct their behavior. And even though uh, the deep had a real chance at potentially doing something like that and working towards that, there was never a, a doubt in my mind that like, yeah, no, he's gonna snap back right to who he was before as soon as he gets back into the limelight and lo and behold that's what happens and having him sort of suffer the consequences of that still with having like multiple women who like uh with his like you know new piece who like leaves him and fucking like starts writing a whole different book on his ass and like how terrible he was Mm -hmm. um at this point i'm just sort of like i like you know i still like the character being around and just being a little henchman for homelander and being shit on constantly but i do i am kind of hoping that eventually we do see that fish get fried you know yeah i think it's coming a lot of these like i said a lot of the remaining seven feel like they're on borrowed time which is why next season feels like ultimately the biggest to where a lot of characters could die off because like you said it's building towards the campaign and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of death and destruction in that wake, especially because, like I said, Billy Butcher is now on borrowed time from all the Compound V. So they imply he has 12 months to live. Um, and, you know, that also makes me think how much longer is the boys going to fucking continue? Um, I know Amazon has put a lot of money in the show and it's like their biggest show that they fucking had. So it would make sense for them to drag it out as long as they can. But like narratively, this show is moving to a point where it's like, when do we start thinking about the end a little bit? Because mm-hmm. all great shows know to not go on too long. Like Breaking, yeah, ba- yeah. Breaking Bad ended perfectly, basically. The Sopranos, for the most part, had a really satisfying conclusion and shit. Like a lot of these great shows have very good fucking endings. And so we'll see how the boys plays out. But yeah, um, the last thing I want to end on is what was your favorite kill from this season? Oh man, because hmm. there's a lot. There's a lot. You could go to the penis kill. You could go. To, you could go to any of fucking home, uh, not Homelander, Soldier Boys kills. You could. You could go for a lot. Basically, mm. this season had some good ones. I think. I think the culmination of a lot of the the social commentary and the themes and and the 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 arc about A Train. I really liked everything that happened with A Train in this show, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, especially with this recent season having him confront the fact that he's like that he he what he's the pseudo like the pseudo like woke like oh i'm a strong independent black man and having him be completely full of shit yeah <laughs> um fucking killing blue hawk i think was my favorite not only because it was like oh okay satisfying like we see like someone who's absolutely terrible and wields their power irreparably and irresponsibly get killed but also the consequence of that with fucking a train getting blue hawk's heart transplanted into his body having the heart of a racist in your body like someone mm-hmm. who like irreversibly damaged your you and many other people's lives i really like that as a fucking like 
fucking uh as a consequence and as like a as a new point for this character because like holy shit oh yeah that is yeah that is fucking hardcore like i i i really enjoyed that and i think and also just the the the, the sheer brutality of like because like the the penis kill was fucking insane <laughs> and um, an amazing way to start off the fucking uh season it with was. a banger um uh and having all those other things like with like termite being crushed underneath homelander's foot like a little fucking ant um but with uh with the uh with uh seeing a train being able to finally run again and dragging his entire fucking blue hawk's body across the fucking pavement until it's a red smear like that was that was fucking that was cash i like that i i think my favorite still is um i forget the character that can uh get into your fucking mind the the member of the payback squad his name i forget like uh, mindstorm yeah mindstorm that kill is so fucking brutal and effective because like he's begging for his life and shit like that and not only does he one throw a knife into this motherfucker's back but he gouges his eyes out and then takes his shield and just beats the fuck out of his face until (laughs) it's lunch meat basically and it's so effective because like there's silence afterward it's just pure fucking silence and soldier boy just does not care like it was so damn effective because Ultimately, it shows, like, how little he cared for any of his fucking team, like, with each of these kills. But that one just stuck with me because they just, it's dead silence. It just shows, like, Mm. there's not a sense of shit to be given or, like, any care in the world. And I kind of love that effect that it gave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially being, like, with the character being so weakened and wanting to, like, fucking, wanting so badly to just, like, escape it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he was an absolutely shitty person, you know, because oh, yeah. naturally yeah, yeah, yeah. all of them are. But uh, having someone who's so fearful and being backed into a corner like a scared fucking dog, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, re- seeing them go out like that was fucking, that was hardcore. Like, yeah. just being caved in, like being hunted down like a fucking prey animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, this this is a great talk. We got a lot more out of this than I thought. Um, the Boys season three is fantastic. Obviously, I would I would definitely recommend this season. I usually don't give TV shows ratings until they're done because uh, obviously the story is not done, um, and I, I have not given fucking Better Call Saul a rating yet because I'm still waiting on those last six episodes. I've given like shit like Kenobi and fucking Moon Knight and all that fucking shit grades because like I don't give a flying fuck about any of that basically Um, but this show I definitely would recommend strongly Um, if you like shows that take risks that have really good social commentary that aren't just your run of the mill superhero shit that have really good social commentary on things that are happening in today's world and stuff and just overall if you want kind of like that cringy darkness that you kind of miss from superhero movies not like the shitty Zack Snyder stuff but like (laughs) it's actually like realistic definitely would recommend this show for that because it is it is a very good show so prom would you recommend this show and uh do you have any final thoughts Mm -hmm, absolutely i would i would say if you really do want to recommend this to someone just tell them that the the evil superman thing is like one of the least interesting things that happens in the crux of it all not just because it's it's not interesting but because there are so many working parts in this show that it it genuinely makes it feel all the characters feel real and they feel so 
so so believable and so like like in earth like like of themselves the it, it, they really does lend a different fucking experience entirely to what is usually a pretty easy concept to just like half-ass the, the show does not half-ass anything and so i would mm-hmm. definitely say if anyone is ever trying to recommend this to someone and they're like sort of iffy on the, the plot of like oh another like su- evil superman thing like just let them know that this show does not half-ass that fucking concept it goes mm-hmm. all the fucking way oh yeah um yeah this is this great show would definitely recommend um like i said definitely check this one out definitely make sure you watch all of them that are on amazon prime uh i do not know next what i will be back to talk about i know the new thor movie came out i know jordan beale's got a new movie coming out in a few weeks there's there's a couple things to talk about if people are interested but i like talking about these little niche shows that some people have seen prom thank you for coming back this time around and bullying me less than when we did the fucking interview (laughs) um but yeah that'll do it for this edition of uh hayden's entertainment hour we shall see you guys next time